Hey, this is Dave Burgess, and you are listening to The Dave Burgess Show, where we talk education, lifestyle, entrepreneurship, fitness, wellness, principles of success, interview elite performers in their field, and most importantly, cover topics that will empower, inspire, and uplift you. Let's go. Welcome to episode 28 of the Dave Burgess Show. So many places in the world just this past weekend changed their clocks. We did the spring forward and moved to daylight saving time. Daylight saving time, by the way, not savings time. Look it up, look it up. I didn't I didn't know that until just recently. Daylight saving time. And uh, I'm not going to give you a full history lesson on this, but... Uh, a lot of people think that it started in World War One. The Germans did it in 1916. The U.S. did it in 1918, removed it again in 1919, um, brought it back in World War II, a way to save energy, save, save electricity, things like this. Um, but actually, little known fact, and look it up, started one of the first places to ever do it was Thunder Bay, Canada in 1908. And when I was looking up Thunder Bay, I wanted to send a little shout out to my music-loving friend and the author of The Pepper Effect, Sean Gaylord. And so this is for you, Sean. Thunder Bay is famous for something else other than Daylight Saving Time, and that's it is where, in the 1960s, Buffalo Springfield first met each other at a gig. And if you are not aware of Buffalo Springfield, famous famous band of the 60s, 70s, and their, uh, their breakout song, the song that you all know them for, is For What It's Worth. If you don't think you know that song, you absolutely do. Go to YouTube and put in for what it's worth, and it ha- it's one of the most iconic opening openings of a song of all time. You will immediately, on the first note, you will immediately know the song. Oh, I know that one. So check that out for what it's worth, Buffalo Springfield. Um, so yeah, so daylight saving time has kicked a lot, has been kicked around a long time, but uh, even in the United States, it's not everywhere. Not in Hawaii. I know this because. I used to live part-time in Hawaii, part-time in San Diego, and for half of the year, when I was in Hawaii, I was three hours away from San Diego. Half of the year, I was two hours away from San Diego, and it was sort of this awkward thing where you had to think about what time of the year it was and where all the different time zones were. Um, Arizona doesn't do it, except for the Navajo territories, but most of Arizona doesn't do it. And other places um, like Puerto Rico doesn't do it. U.S. Virgin Islands doesn't. Nor- Northern Mariana Islands, Guam, American Samoa, none of them fall back, spring forward. They all stay on one time. And in fact, only about a quarter of the population of the world does it. 70 countries, somewhere around that changes back and forth, but about 70 countries do it. And right now, in a lot of countries, including the United States, there's a movement to get rid of it and to stay permanently on daylight saving time. And it's called the Sunshine Protection Act. And actually last year, in 2022, the Senate in the United States voted unanimously to make DST, daylight saving time, permanent. And the House never heard, never never voted on it. And now it's been reintroduced again, Sunshine, Protect, Sunshine Protection Act. There's all sorts of arguments on both sides of it. It's kind of an interesting debate. I'm not going to dive into it. But it is kind of annoying that this is something that we do, I'll, I'll, I'll have to admit. And it kind of brings forward some questions and some, some thoughts. And I wrote a blog post back in, Mar- in March, early March of 2020. 
March 7th, 2020 is when I wrote the blog post. And thinking back at some of the things that I said, knowing that one week later, not knowing then, of course, but now knowing that one week later, the pandemic was going to hit full steam and all schools and, and business, a lot of businesses were going to shut down. It's kind of crazy that I wrote this one week before that. And so uh, here's, here's some of what I said. So I said, that's right. We'll be springing forward with this wacky, archaic practice of daylight saving time. Uh, but not everybody does it. And I have no interest in trying to convince you one way or the other. But I do think it's a great chance to take a look at our educational systems, our classrooms, our daily routines, our traditions, our fitness and nutrition plans, basically everything we do and ask, does this still make sense? If we were starting from scratch, would we still do this? No? Well, then how would we design this if we were starting from scratch? Who benefits from maintaining the status quo in this area and who's harmed? This may be working fine, but is there a better way? What is clearly broken in our system, but never gets fixed because of the, of the, this is how we've always done it mindset. What routines and practices do we adhere to merely out of habit or tradition? A huge percentage of our lives go unexamined. And as Socrates said, the unexamined life is not worth living. And so often we're so busy with being busy that we never step back, get some distance from the situation, and truly and honestly become more intentional and self-reflective. You don't have to wait until something blows up, reaches the breaking point, goes horribly wrong, or hits rock bottom. That's when it's obvious. That's when we become highly motivated to seek new answers and to cultivate meaningful change. The tough time to engage in this practice is when things are going just well enough not to require a major shift, when it's easier to keep going in the current direction because change seems hard and risky. But how much better could we be if we consistently step back, put it all on the table, and see if we are missing an opportunity to take our professions, our life, to the next level due to an undeserved allegiance to the comfortableness of the past. And as John Cage said, oh, and by the way, John John Cage was an American composer, and if you want to hear a wild story, Google John Cage 433 which is probably his most famous composition. And if you don't know the story of 433, I think you're going to be stunned when you read about it. And oh man, to see a performance of 433 live, scintillating. Oh man, I can't imagine being in the audience to see that live. Uh, But go ahead and, and Google 433 John Cage and see what pops up. But I'm going to end with his quote. I don't understand why people are frightened of new ideas. I'm frightened of the old ones. Thank you so much for listening to The Dave Burgess Show. Let's connect. I am at Burgess Dave on Twitter. My name just flipped around to Burgess Dave. On Instagram, I am DBC underscore INC, and I blog at DaveBurgess.com. Please share your thoughts and comments on social media using the hashtag DaveBurgessShow. It would mean the world to me if you share the show with friends and colleagues, and I would be honored if you left a positive review on whatever platform you listen on. 
hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And if you have a question, a topic, or a guest recommendation for the show, just email me at dave at daveburgess.com, put podcast question in the subject line, and I absolutely cannot wait to join you on the next episode.